The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matt Overmind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have Dr. Lonnie Herman on the show today. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Lonnie is the creator of Rapid Health Restoration System. And he has a ton of knowledge when it comes to like natural health. I mean, in today's topic, we're going to talk about, is it possible to heal from chronic diseases? the causes of autoimmune diseases, water, and your health, and so much more. And of course, your boy never disappoints. Have a hack of the episode, right? And is how can Dr. Herman help people get well when all the top doctors haven't made a difference for them? And with that being said, let's welcome the doctor to the show. Hey, Dr. Herman, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, hello to your, your audience, your following. I really appreciate you guys for having me on and get to share what I know to help people get well. So it's a well, great you know night. What? I'm just going to sit back and let you share what you know. Before we do that, though, tell my audience more about yourself. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I, uh, I'm in my early 50s now, 51. And going back when I was like 15 years old, my mother... She had to sit down with me one night and she said, it's time for you to figure out what you're going to do in life. You have three choices, doctor, dentist, or lawyer, pick one. And so I just, I said, all right, well, what am I going to do? And I, I'll tell you, it was at that time, my brother, my older brother, I'm three of us, but my older brother and I were very much into physical fitness and very much into bodybuilding. And we were gym rats, if we can call it. We were just constantly in the gym working out and trying to get big and, you know, thinking of like, uh, what's the movie? Uh, pumping iron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all that. So anyway, uh, but my older brother hurt his back one time, squatting, herniated his disc. Our chiropractor helped him. We helped and move and get out of pain. So it was, it was, we called him a doctor and I just said, you know what? He, it feels good. He's called the doctor. Why don't I just pick that? And that's the reason why I went for chiropractic school. But I learned something quickly when I came out of chiropractic school and I was working here in South Florida, where I am in the U.S., Southeast Florida. I realized that people with uh, various symptoms, they could not get it better with chiropractic. No matter what I learned in that chiropractic school, I realized very quickly that not every symptom, not every ailment or disease was going to be fixed by doing chiropractic work or uh, even adding on different things into the life, like massage or even trying to have somebody with a better diet and, and exercise. There were some chronic ailments that there was just some mystery to them back then, going back about 20 years ago, there, there, there was some mystery I couldn't understand. And I I had to go back to school and learn. So uh, basically, I went back to school for a good 10 years in neurology. 
and neurochemistry and immunology and endocrinology and a bit about cardiology, about developmental disorders in the human brain, like the whole autism spectrum and ADD and, and those uh, about different emotional disorders. And that was, that was just amazing. And what we're able to do now is amazing for different mood disorders. And uh, there was some biochemistry and organic chemistry. And, and so, and I, I can go on, but even about alternative cancer treatments, I learned about and uh, dental work and the connection of teeth and disease. So long story short, there's been a lot of study and a lot of, uh, of work with people to help to really figure out the cause of each individual person's disease and help them overcome their disease. And that's what we're all about. So, but you're in your fifties, which by the way, you look amazing. I mean, thank you really do, man. Like seriously, I brag about my age and I look at people like you and I'm like, this is who I, I want to be like. So awesome. Well, you. You look good, man. But my next question is, uh, so you're telling me that you graduated like maybe 10 years ago? <laughs> I graduated, no, chiropractic school was in December of 98. I graduated 10 years ago. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So December of 98 was when I graduated school and started then. So but I went back to school. It was, it was probably about like 12 years ago. I realized something was missing. Somebody with a headache, a migraine wouldn't go away. The heart disease wouldn't go away. The high blood pressure wouldn't go away. The numb feet wouldn't go away. And I can go on a long list of, of, of symptoms that people had, but MS wow. and lupus. And it just bothered me terribly. And I had to figure it out. So that's when I went back to school for about 10 years. Got you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's dedication, man. And with that being said, I wasn't really planning on answering this question, asking this question here, but I'm thinking that we know everybody is, is different, right? But with across the board, people that had uh, the different problems that you came across, were there any underlining, like a common underlining issues you might have found? Uh, people that came across, well, like, like for what? Do you mean with, are you saying across the board of different diseases? Different, different diseases, yes. Uh, well, the common thread, there is a common thread, and the common thread is, People are dealing with chronic hidden infections and hidden toxins that have entered their different parts of their body. And all these different infections and toxins are what are causing the different symptoms. So I'll give you an example, because I know you've told me about with you and how you, and, and congratulations again, we, we got a chance to talk a bit before getting on this, this interview right now. And I mean, for you to overcome, you know, years of asthma, the way you did it is remarkable and, and commendable and, and awesome. What I have found, I'll, I'll tell you something that I realized going back uh, several years ago is that people with different diseases, when I started learning more, more and more about nutrition, so we had to take a year and a half of nutrition in chiropractic school, something that people don't realize. But And, and I had been involved with working out and trying to eat the right diet since I was a teenager with bodybuilding, you know, with that. But when I learned about gluten and dairy and things that people have certain food allergies, when I had people uh, get off of certain foods, like eliminate. So they said they would stop eating bread and pasta and cakes and, and whatever, and stay away from dairy. There was some people who noticed remarkable reduction in their symptoms, whether it was asthma or it was a skin rash, or it was a foot pain, or it was a headache or a stomach pain or a, or a, a heart palpitation. But there were too many people when they changed their diet, there was no change in symptoms. And the bottom line is going back to what I said to answer your question, the common the reason why people wouldn't respond well to just the dietary change or reducing the, the uh, causes of inflammation, meaning the foods that would cause sensitivities or allergies in the body. The reason is that there were hidden infections that were in their body parts. 
and those and toxins that were in the body parts that were leading to the symptoms like asthma or sinusitis or a skin rash or or whatever symptoms. So so that's it. And when I learned in immunology class, the, that postgraduate study in immunology, and we were taught by a very well-known immunologist. His name is, uh, uh, um, um, uh, wait, I'm blank on the name, excuse me. I'll, it'll come back to me in a moment. I'm sorry for that. Um, but he, this immunologist who had been in the industry for over 40 years, he told us and showed us documents from research labs around the world that were not funded by drug companies because a drug company wants to say their drug is the answer, right? So what these scientists were able to prove is that it was hidden infections. They took biopsies of tissues in, in arthritic joints. They found parasites and bacteria. They came up with the, with the, their answer was it was the bacteria and the parasites that made the arthritis form in the joint. They took samples, biopsies of tissues of the respiratory system. They found viruses, they found bacteria in there, mold or fungus. So the bottom line is, is that, that really opened my mind. I mean, it was just incredible. He showed us an image of the mercury from somebody's tooth going to the thyroid gland with the blood vessels that connect from the tooth to the thyroid. And it was the mercury on the thyroid that caused the thyroid disease, like an autoimmune disease of the thyroid. So, so the bottom line is it's, it's, that's it. That's the common thing is that the infections are in the tissues and there are, so again, back to the nutrition point is that when people changed their diet and didn't get relief, then I said, oh, I, I've got more studying to do. I've got to figure out because there were some who did get better, you know, like something you've done for yourself. And I don't know everything about your, your journey and your story, but, but there were too many people where I noticed that the diet alone didn't do it or meditation didn't do it or, or exercise didn't do it for them. And uh, yeah, so, so we have an ability to find those different infections and neutralize them naturally and, and see them overcome these different ailments. And it's pretty awesome. That's a really good take. And I love that. Um, I'm allowing my friend over here to have a swig of water. I think he's been waiting through that for a while, right? Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a really good take. I had uh, Dr. Peter Cause on the show and um, he has a book, very good book called uh, Get the Funk Out. And, mm-hmm. he, and it's regarding toxin. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but it's a very good book. And a very good topic I had, and we talked a lot about toxins and how we don't realize how much toxin we're exposed to on a daily basis. But then, and then forgive me for my ignorance here, Doc, but I just want to make sure that, that I'm clear and my clients are clear. Are we then saying that there's a connection between toxin and these hidden infections? Or are the toxins possibly aggravating these hidden infections? Uh, it could be both or it could be separate. So yes, there can be. For example, let's just say that there's a antibiotic that somebody took. I'll give you one example. An antibiotic somebody took for, let's say, they had strep throat. And they took, I won't name any of these names. I'm not here to point any bad fingers at a drug company. I don't want a problem with them. But the point is, when somebody takes an antibiotic for something like a strep throat and they overcome their throat soreness and they feel like the infection is gone, when the body processed that antibiotic, some of the antibiotic as a residue from the antibiotic is left over in the liver, in the gut membrane, in the brain. Because I'm going to make it really simple. If somebody drinks water to hydrate the body, the water goes to your stomach, it goes to your intestines, then it goes into the bloodstream, and it's going to be absorbed into every bone, every muscle, your brain, your eyes, your skin, your teeth, your tongue, your in a man, a prostate, and a woman, the ovaries, and everywhere. It goes everywhere in the body, the water. So when somebody absorbs through digesting the antibiotic and the antibiotic is supposed to help get rid of the streptococcus bacteria, they're called the strep throat, antibiotic residues are left over and they can be transported to different parts of the body, including the bone marrow, including the brain, including the liver, including the gut membrane, including your lymph system, 
be loaded with it, including your colon. So when the residue of the antibiotic is left over, then the body will produce something like candida or the, I shouldn't say the body is the candida that's already part of the body, the yeast that's in the body, that will now start to grow in areas where the antibiotic residue is left over. Now the antibiotic is trying to be, I should say the candida is trying to eat up the antibiotic, but it can't at all. So it just keeps reproducing around it. Now we have a chemical that's stimulating the growth of the infection. And now that that candida can actually attach through chemical relation to like a positive and negative, like a magnet, it will attract to mercury. And now the candida is going to carry the mercury. Some of the candida can detach from its colony and have mercury and it can flow through the blood up to the brain. And so you understand, so there can be, you can have links from chemical to infection for growth of infection. That is a possibility, but it can be separate where infections can get in and not be possibly stimulated directly by a chemical. Now, there may be studies out there that I haven't read uh, that that will illustrate a bit different than what I've said, uh, but we can have infections that so somebody coughed in the room and the infection, like a flu virus, got into our body from that person and it didn't need a chemical stimulant to, to you know, to have it overtake the body and make somebody very ill, right? So uh, it can be either or. So then that leads to my next question, because we're talking about water, right? Before, mm-hmm. uh, before we kind of got onto this show here and you tell me about, tell me about your procedure with, uh, with, with water, how you use it. So explain to my audience, you talk about how water is basically absorbed into every part of the human body, right? Mm-hmm. So talk about your distilling water and, um, you know, how you add minerals back in and so on. Well, I'll, t- and I'll tell you if I could take it even further than what you just said, I will answer that and I'll share with that. Uh, but my work of how we're able to neutralize these infections from the body is using water memory. So I'll get to that. And that, if I really elaborate on that, that could take me a good probably half hour to describe it. So I won't get into that right now, but I will say that I do on a, I have, I offer in my website and I won't mention that now unless you will share it at the end, but on my website, I have a free ebook for people to download and I get into that discussion. And the water with memory, we can actually program, we can literally with machines program the water to carry, let's say it's the influenza virus that somebody's infected with. We can program that water, clean distilled water, and I'll answer your, I'll elaborate on what you asked me to say before, but we can program that water with the virus's frequency, with its energy. So now that remedy, that remedy is the water with the virus's frequency in it. And when they take that remedy, the virus's frequency that they take through this drop of water, that will target that virus's frequency, let's say in the lungs, and the person will instantly be able to rid that virus from the lungs. You know what? I would love to have you on the show to talk about that one day, maybe do a part mm-hmm. two, because that it sounds fascinating. It's, I mean, it's mind-blowing. It, it's it really is. Like yeah. Right now, my, my, my mind is blown. <laughs> my hair should be blown back somewhere, but that's fascinating. So we definitely yeah. want to talk about that okay. and elaborate on that because that's awesome. Um, but yeah. go ahead, yeah, but let's so, talk about so your, the your daily habits of water. Yeah. Yeah. So I found, uh, cause part of my testing is to find out with people when they have whatever disease it is, a bladder problem, a, a back pain, a headache or a blood pressure problem is, is the water that they're drinking. And we need water. Water is more important because the body is about what 85 or so percent water. When somebody's drinking water that has toxins in it, if it's drinking water that has radon in it or the water has lead in it, then you're, when you drink water, the water goes down your throat to your stomach and your intestines. The water is absorbed into the, through the gut membrane into the blood vessels and the, your blood with water 
the water is carried to your brain to hydrate your brain, to your skin, to your bone marrow, to your muscles, to your thyroid, to a man's prostate, to a woman's uterus. The water is carried everywhere in every part of your body to hydrate to your lungs. The water is hydrating every part of the human body. So part of what may cause disease in a person, and I can expand on this even more than what I'm about to just say the, 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 to minimize that this whole discussion I can make is that somebody's not drinking water and they only drink Coca-Cola or Diet Coke, or they're drinking just like hot chocolate, or they're drinking, you know, bottled like a sugar a tea from the gas station or something is that that's what they drink. They're not really hydrating with water. Water has to be pure. Most of our cells are made up of water. I, I should, shouldn't say that all of our cells, the majority of the cell is made up of water. So when the cell gets starved of water, the cell can't function normally. That's number one. Number two, let's say you're hydrating your body with water that you think is clean, but you don't know that the water, and even if you have a good like reverse osmosis system in the house, that you're supposedly cleansing the water of any kind of toxin and germ. Uh, I have found with people who brought their water to my clinic during their exam appointment for me to test their water, I found that the water is actually carrying mycotoxins or mold toxins. So when the when the reverse osmosis system didn't rid the mold toxin, maybe it rid it did rid the lead or the chlorine or the fluoride or the arsenic or the radon or the viruses were killed with the reverse osmosis or UV lights attached to the reverse osmosis machine to kill germs. What I found is that it wasn't, and this is multiple people that have tested the same system on their homes in any part of this United States that where they've come to my clinic in South Florida. I found that the water still can, was contaminated by mold toxins or mycotoxins. So when somebody's drinking water that has mycotoxins and the water goes to your brain, it goes to your eyes and it goes to your skin, it goes to your bones, your muscles, your glands, your organs, every part of your body needs hydration. That when it, you're drinking mold toxins in the water, you're hydrating your body, but you're also having the mold toxin deposited in your brain or in your kidney or in your heart or in your heart valve or in your liver. And, and I, again, any part of your body will absorb the mold toxins and that's going to either immediately or, or slowly lead to disease of the part of the body because the mold toxin is in there and it's hurting that organ, you understand, or brain. So it's very important to have good, clean water in our lives. Uh, I've been into water ever since I was a kid. My parents were into these different water filtration systems. I grew up in a house with, with that was always discussed and we were looking for better water filter devices. We didn't know enough then back in like the eighties and so on, but I've been in, around it. So, uh, many years ago, I had a water distiller. Somebody had given me a water distiller. We were doing that. It's interesting with a water distiller system, not a distilled water that you buy that's in a bottle in the supermarket because you're, if you buy the, distilled water that's in a plastic gallon bottle, you're getting the plastic is leached into the water. It's no longer clean distilled. The only way to clean the water and have pure H2O is to distill it. It kills any germ. It takes out any chemical that's in the water, but it takes out the minerals. We need minerals. So when I distill my water, which is every day, that's what I drink is distilled water. Before I'm going to drink it, I put minerals back in. So the different mineral products that we carry that we put into the into the water so that we can remineralize the water, but the water is now germ-free and chemical-free. Other filter systems don't rid the germs. They may rid a lot of the chemicals, maybe not all of them, but they don't rid, uh, you're not getting 100% pure water. The distilled water will do it with the proper distilling system. It'll do it. 
I love that. I love that take as well, because, but I, and I also like the fact that when you not only talk about the distilling, but the fact that it rids a lot of the minerals as well. So you have to add those back in. Like you said, that's something that you provide as a service as well. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely fantastic. And most people don't drink enough water just to begin with. And we drink too many sodas and all kinds of crap anyway. But then when we, we need to rehydrate, we need to make sure that we are drinking the water that's actually good for us, right? And yeah. toxins are in everything. I mean, even, even the clothes that we wear, the air that we breathe and the, the walls, I mean, it's freaking everywhere now, right? Yeah. So as much as we can eliminate, it's always going to be better for our health, which leads me to my next question, though. We're talking about, we're talking about health and autoimmune and diseases, right? So we talk about infections, we talk about water, but let's pivot a little bit and talk about autoimmune diseases, right? So because that's a hot topic today. Everybody talks about autoimmunity, and everybody has a different take on it. So my, my two, two part question, what are autoimmune diseases and what are some of the common threads or causes? Uh, so autoimmune disease is told um, by the drug companies and by the American Medical Association, at least for the, what I'm familiar with, those groups will tell people that it's the body's attacking itself. They don't know why. Uh, they can find, for example, in a blood test, there's antibodies, your own immune cells are attacking your thyroid or they're attacking the pancreas, or it's attacking, uh, uh, let's say it's uh, uh, some other part of the body where they find through running like celiac disease against the intestines. And again, back to that immune, immunology program, when that immunologist showed us those research papers from laboratories around the world by scientists who are running studies on the human body, as well as in mice, uh, in, in labs, when they were able to prove that it was the hidden infections that were in the tissues, it was the toxins that were in the tissues made. What happened, see, your immune system is given to you by whether you believe it's mother nature, God, whatever your religious belief or your science belief is, where your body is born with this immune system. And its purpose is to protect you against infections. It's got to fight those infections. So when you get infected with, let's say, a flu virus that at 10 years old, and maybe you were infected with, let's say, a strep infection, a strep throat, or some bacteria in the ear when you were like six months old, your body is supposed to be able to recognize that you have that infection in the ear. It's supposed to be able to fight it and help you get rid of it. And when you get the flu virus or Epstein-Barr virus at, let's, or mono at like 15, for example, your body should be able to help you overcome it. Not that you need a certain drug to help you overcome it. The immune system is supposed to fight for you. When we are bombarded with different germs, over the years, and we are loaded with different toxins from even birth, from even birth, not just from getting injections after being born, not just from, you know, eating foods that have certain pesticides in them as we're walking the planet or taking an antibiotic or something else or drinking water that has toxin in it. We could be born overwhelmed. We could be born with a burden. And it was proven in a study in 2005. If you like to hear, I can share that one. Uh, but th- when we're born overwhelmed already at birth and there's more germs that come our way and the body's not able to fight it all up, because one thing that, uh, that people commonly will follow is they'll take their child to a doctor because there's an ear infection, take the child to a doctor because there's coughing, they'll take the child to a doctor and get pills and pills and more pills and more pills. And so what happens is the child's immune system is not taught how to fight properly. The bugs build up in the body, the toxins are building up in the body, and now the body's out of control, it's overwhelmed, and now we have this full-on explosion, if you will, of autoimmune disease that happens. So when the body can't rid those different infections and different toxins, the autoimmunity occurs. Now, 
Is autoimmunity the body attacking itself? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I believe that it's the body is attacking the germs and or the toxins that are deeply embedded in the tissues. So let's go with, let's say, a thyroid uh, antibody or a celiac disease. Either way, thyroid, maybe there's anesthesia from a dental procedure that was done. They fill the cavity. To fill the cavity, they numb the person's tooth. And uh, when the numbness chemical wears off three, four, five hours later, and you can feel your mouth again, where did the numbness chemical go? What if it just spread from the mouth right through the blood vessel into the thyroid and it accumulated like a sponge in the thyroid and that chemicals there hurting the thyroid? And now the immune system is going to attack the gland where that, where that chemical has been absorbed into, right? So now we can have thyroid antibodies. What if somebody had a strep throat? When they were younger and the strep bacteria never totally died off, some of it went to the thyroid and it's acting on the thyroid. And now the immune system is doing what it's supposed to do is attack the, the strep bacteria that's in the thyroid. But the bacteria, have you ever seen like mold on a wall ever in a building anywhere? Okay, so mold can go, it looks like black. Let's say it's a white drywall, a white painted drywall, and there's black growing on that. That, that mold is growing across. Green or some black uh, mold is growing across. If you go up and just try to wipe off the mold from the drywall, it doesn't all come off because some of that mold over time has become embedded inside the drywall of that of that wall. So when, let's say, mold or a uh, a bug of some kind, like a bacteria, gets onto the, for example, the thyroid, it also starts to feed in and grow into the tissue. So now the immune system is going to attack the thyroid tissue. You see antibodies. And so... What we've seen with our work is, and whether it's in the intestines or anywhere else in the body, when we can find those different infections and toxins and help clean them out, the autoimmune, A, the symptoms will disappear, but also we've seen laboratory results where we see uh, non-active autoimmune, uh, let's say, uh, lab findings, non-active. I actually have a lab result with a patient who gave me a testimonial, and we have the follow-up ultrasound for her thyroid autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's thyroid, that the follow-up, uh, A, all of her symptoms disappeared with this work, but also the ultrasound showed the medical doctor who read the ultrasound follow-up after our treatment. So there is no longer active Hashimoto's autoimmune disease on this thyroid gland. So it's possible to stop it. It's possible to help the person heal and be healthy again when we can clean out the causes of the disease. This is the first time I've heard that take on autoimmune diseases. And the first time I've really heard a clear explanation of the connection between toxins and autoimmune disease. Because a lot of times we talk about toxins separately. We know toxins are bad for health. We talk about autoimmunity. And like you said, what do we say? Is our body attacking itself? And maybe it's a leaky gut or something, right? But the, the connection between toxins, the, 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 um, the, hidden, infect, the hidden infections, and then the body trying to defend itself in autoimmune disease. And, um, and there's something else you brought up. I think it was really interesting is we, we, our immune system never really learning how to operate the way it's designed to operate. Right. Because every time, you know, we have a cough, you know, you go to go to take a pill or they may take it to the doctor or something like that. But our body is not, is not trained to handle situations it's supposed to handle, which makes it harder as we become adults as well. So mm-hmm. that, that, that take and the way you put everything together, I think more, everybody can pretty much follow it is very clear and it's pretty precise, which leads me to my next question, because you already answered it kind of about, you know, it's possible to kind of, um, heal from autoimmune diseases. Now I'm thinking the answer is going to be yes, but. Do you just look at, let's say, 
toxins or what kind of things would you say you look at to see if it's possible for somebody to heal from autoimmune diseases? I'll say this, that if I can elaborate a little bit, and I've got video proof of, of, of this with MS, uh, with lupus, with a long list of different diseases. So uh, can't, what, your question again was, I'm sorry, please repeat that one more time. No, no worries, no worries. So I was saying that, is it then, are you then saying that it is possible to heal from autoimmune yes. diseases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I've got a person who comes in who's got a certain disease, whether it's MS or lupus or it's asthma for a lifetime or it's uh, celiac disease, again, we, we do this work where we can find those hidden infections and toxins in the organ, in the organ that's diseased, as well as in their lymphatic system, as well as other supporting tissues of the body. Because the body is a, is an orchestra. It's, it's, it's all connected. So we can't just say, well, the, only the heart is bad if you know, the kidneys involved, the liver's involved, the stomach, the intestines, the lymph, everything's, everything's connected. So yeah, the answer is yes. When we can clean out those different body parts that are causing the disease, then the disease symptoms just they disappear. They disappear. So 100%, we're, and we're helping people heal. I love that again. I, I'm not just saying it. That's fantastic because I love the connection and I love the holistic look because I think in today's society and it's with me, my asthma and my other health issues, I've had to change my mindset because in today's society, it's like I have a headache, you know, let's just take a pill. Or if somebody has a heart attack, they're thinking, oh, it's the heart or, you know, or something, but you don't realize that the human body works together, right? So, and there are, a lot, there are lots of small processes and large processes that keep us alive. So you can't just look at just one thing anymore. Even if you're looking at one large organ, like even the brain, like Dr. Huberman talks about this all the time, right? You can't just look at one thing. You have to look at how everything works together. So, but again, for me, the, the big takeaway is the toxins and the infections and the connection to autoimmune diseases. So everyone never heard something like that before. Please go back and rewatch or re-listen to that section because it's really really good take and with that being said your boy is gonna have a gift for you because i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite companies i'm gonna talk about perform well i should say the amino co that makes perform you see their products are 100 science-backed built on amino acid technology first funded by nasa and further refined through rigorous research and independent critical trials so what's perform, right? It's an essential acid, sorry, essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise, enhance mental clarity and concentration, which apparently I can use some more of that, reduce fatigue and dehydration, and minimize recovery times. Now I love perform, and I've talked about it so many times because it's it's the mixture of essential amino acids and you as a doctor and you study nutrition, you know the importance of essential aminos. It also has creatine and only 60 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So I use it more as a pre-workout, but because of the, the aminos and the creatine that helps to give me energy, I don't need 200, 300 milligrams of caffeine to be able to have an effective workout. In fact, I have more of an effective workout using Perform. Right. And plus, when we drink a lot of these pre-workout drinks and stuff that have like all the caffeine and it has the sugars and artificial flavors and all that stuff. Because one thing I love about Amino Co. is that they have flavors that are all natural, which is definitely better for you as well. So check it out. Um, they, this, these trials I always love to read is a 20 percent increase in exercise completed, 22 percent increase in endurance, 11 percent increase in peak performance during exercise and 10% increase in cognitive function doing exercise. 
check it out. The website is aminoco.com slash Zico Health. If you go to that website, you see this handsome face smiling at you. And of course, you get 30% off all their amino-based products. And to make it easy, because, you know, I try to be a nice guy, I'll make sure that their website is in the description of the episode. And with that being said, now we're back to a regular scheduled programming. So now, how is it possible then, Doc, right, for, for a person to regain their health in normal function after modern medicine has basically said, we don't know what, what else to really do with you? So it takes a, a unique, well, like you, like you brought up already a, a few times, is that we've got to think of the body as a whole. And that's true. Somebody who, uh, the only way a person get help, I mean, it's a few things that's involved. Number one is nutrition has to be clean, good, healthy food. Number two, we've got to make sure that that person is um, not having a sensitivity to a certain food. If they are, for example, to let's say salt, literally, they can have a stress of salt or sugar or to citrus fruit or to gluten as commonly talked about or to dairy we've got to find out why they're having the sensitivity so and which is related to again hidden infections that are in the body parts so i can elaborate on that but i will tell you which i put in my ebook uh, there's a certain page on my website linked to the kind of food testing that i'm doing and linked to the findings that i discovered that's connecting from let's say somebody had an allergy to corn or peanut butter why it is, which infections were in which organs that made them susceptible to those foods, because people don't have to stay away from those different foods. Organic is better, of course, we want to be organic food, but people don't have to stay away from certain food, foods that cause them allergic reactions for the rest of their life. Even if somebody, one more point is that even somebody who stays away from a food that's causing them a certain uh, symptom, a certain reaction, whether it's a rash or it's shortness of breath or it's stomach pain or it's a headache, even when they stay away from it, since you are what you eat, you are what you eat, that corn became your body, the peanut butter became your body, the sugar became in your body to grow your body, the gluten became in your body, the dairy, the eggs, it all, it's all used by your body to grow your muscle and, and sustain your life. So when you stay away from a food for a few months, those foods are still in you, there's still those ingredients are in you absorbing your body parts, those are still triggering the infections, triggering the 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 um, the growth of those organisms that are causing you certain symptoms. So you could stay away from a food and have a reduction to some degree of a certain symptom, but the bug that was triggering the allergic reaction, that bug is still there, still feeding on what you digested a month ago. So so that's one part. So good diet, good healthy uh, water, uh, and good exercise is good, and uh, a good state of mind is really important. But the bottom line is, We've got, and emotions are tied to infections too. That I go into deep in my emotional page on my website, my emotional uh, workup, uh, which we've helped people overcome depression and anxiety that they've had for, for decades of their life. Uh, but with that, it's we've got to be able to think of the body as a whole. We've got to understand the different systems, how the lymph is connected to the cardiovascular, the cardiovascular to the organs, the organs, the brain, the brain, the bones, the muscles, everything. We've got to see the body as a sum of all of its parts. We've got to be able to look at it from this viewpoint that there are different hidden infections and chemicals that have become deeply embedded into different parts of the body, whether a child was born with a deficit of function where they couldn't even, you know, crawl at a certain, you know, when they should in their first, let's say, 
eight months, they shouldn't be able to crawl by a certain time, but they can't, or they can't uh, hold their head up, or they can't do something when they should at a certain, you know, one or year and a half or two years. To to a person who was functioning perfectly, and then all of a sudden they started to just deteriorate rapidly. Let's say they're 30 years old, they're an athlete, and then all of a sudden they can barely stand, they can barely walk, or they got shortness of breath. What happened? And they were not cigarette smoking, and how well, they got short of breath? What what just happened to the person? So we've got to understand from the whole, because the brain influences the body, the organs influence the body. You understand it's all connected. Now, the bottom line is we've got to be able to find those different deep-rooted infections and chemicals and help the body naturally and safely and effectively rid them from the body without drugs. And um, and then uh, then the disease can just disappear. I mean, whether it's heart disease or it's a chronic back pain or it's uh, paralysis from a disease like MS, or it's, or it's a rash along with lupus, or it's just eczema or psoriasis, uh, or it's chronic stomach pains, and the list goes on. We've got to see the body as a whole. We've got to be able to look at the body in a unique way and find those infections and chemicals and help the body rid them safely and effectively, and those symptoms will disappear. And I think, I hopefully I answered your question. Oh, you definitely did, because that's really what I was looking for. I mean, we pretty much talked about it all throughout the interview, and then you just put it in a nice little bowl that pretty much close to the end. So I love that because I think I really do think that's big, the biggest issue. Actually, with me and my health issues, I had to look at it as a whole. You know, sometimes I I talk to people who've gotten a diagnosis and they're thinking, well, my doctor says this is causing this, and my doctor says that is causing that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say he's wrong. But I'm pretty sure there's more to the story. And that's pretty much what you're telling me, looking at the body as a whole. But then it triggered another question in my head here. Do you ever use uh, medication or um, in your practice? No. So when people do come in, uh, people are already medicated. They're finding me, I'm like the last resort. So I'll, I'll go with that. On, on average, we see them when they're just like at the end of their rope, so to speak. And so... They're already on medicine, whether they're on blood pressure meds or they're on uh, steroids for their, you know, autoimmune disease like lupus or MS or, or something. They're already medicated, and we don't take them off medicine. I don't put them on medicine. What I do help people do is to, with a safe and effective treatments that I offer, is once they start ridding those different causes of their disease and they start feeling better. They can work along with their doctor who prescribed the medication to start reducing the medication or or they start to notice that they they just their doctor won't take them off the med, won't approve of it, but they start reducing it on their own. They're adults and they start reducing it on their own. And if it's a child, again, they've got to I, I can't tell the parent what to do with the child in that respect. So you've got to be very careful with that. But the parent can then speak to the doctor or the parent starts to make a decision on their own to see what the child still needs or doesn't need or what they personally need or don't need in their, in their adult life. And we've seen people get off of meds from, from so many different causes, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't prescribe drugs. And whether it's uh, whatever symptom it is, I believe that we have the answer for it without ever needing a medication of any kind. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. 
That really is true. I mean, I mean, that's that's definitely powerful stuff. And coming from a doctor with the years of experience, and not just, but also the knowledge from. I mean, you probably were in school since I was a, in diapers, pretty much. I mean, so that's like I know, that old guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you look younger than I do for, for crying out loud. I can't say that about a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so you definitely know what you're talking about. I might add another question there on top of my head because we're talking about uh, medications. And uh, if you want, oh, timeline. So when you're working with someone new, right, do you set like a timeline or is it like a, an ongoing timeline as you're working and seeing the development of that patient? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for asking that. I'll tell you that um, I, I, I can give you different case scenarios here to help you like really grasp just how impressive this can be for people. But I, I can never predict I can't say, well, it's going to take six months or it's going to take 12 months. I tried that when I was doing functional medicine before. And that I realized, it was, it was, how do you know? You just don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball in that respect. Oh, it takes six months. How does that person know? I don't, they can't predict it. Uh, so a man came to me. Can I share a couple of cases? Go ahead. Go right ahead. A man so, comes yeah. to me. He's like 79 years old, a sharp type A, wealthy businessman, sharp brain. I know him for a couple of years. I've been taking care of him and his wife. His wife had congestive heart failure for 14 years. We helped fix that. He doesn't have that anymore. Okay. So I have her video on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's really impressive. So he started feeling back around like October of 2022. He started getting tingling from head to toe, tingling on his body. Head, brain feels like he's shutting down. He was crying. He was feeling like he wants to commit suicide. He was literally crying to me. His wife told me she had to hide the guns in the house that he keeps for protection of the house. She had to hide them because he's been talking about he just wants to kill himself because he felt like he was failing. His life was going down. His brain is not working. His body's tingling. He thinks he's got some kind of strange autoimmune attack. I'll tell you what I found with him because within eight minutes, eight minutes of taking his first remedy to start to rid a certain Let's just say in recent years, there are certain injections that have come onto market. I won't use the other term. I found one of those, one of those injections in his lymphatic system. So when he took the remedy to neutralize that, to rid it from that system, within eight minutes of taking it, his brain cleared up for the first time in five months, completely clear. And by the next day, the tingling was gone in his body that fast. Took nothing else. It wasn't about diet. It wasn't anything else. Now, when it came to the woman with the, his wife with the congestive heart failure, I didn't know if it was going to take one treatment or two treatments, one month, six months, 10 months. I didn't know. Uh, but it took within by when she was like in the middle of her second protocol, which is probably about I don't know, maybe five months into treatment with me. Uh, she had a heart scan again, and they find that she's got she doesn't have congestive heart failure anymore uh, to it could take. I have another patient who had chronic pain, like fibromyalgia symptoms, fibromyalgia with pain and fatigue and brain fog and light sensitivity and sound sensitivity and stomach pain and diarrhea. It took three years. It took so much time to clean her up to finally get all the symptoms. Her migraines went away immediately, but all the other symptoms, it just was like a constant digging and finding and ridding the different infections and chemicals that brought on the years. I'm talking more than a decade of fibromyalgia. And it took some work. And once we got rid of all of it, now she's living a life. She doesn't have to come back here right now. Uh, there's another woman with heart disease who had a heart attack 13 years ago, 11 pills every day for 13 years. I met her about three, uh, three years ago. We started working together. Bad edema, swollen feet. It looked like water balloons in her feet. And I'm not exaggerating. Feet, ankles, calves, uh, her legs were just touching her. She would scream. 
gently, I'm not touching her in a strange way. I'm just saying when I, if I put my hand to examine her leg or ankle or foot, just gently touching the skin, she'd scream because the pain was so severe. Um, uh, and it, it just, it took a long time. She had terrible dental infections that were part of the disease. We had to use a dentist to clean up the mouth. We had to clean up so many parts of the body. And now, now when she started fainting, and this is just past Christmas, New Year's time, this, this past uh, few months ago, she started fainting and it turned out that she didn't need her blood pressure medicines anymore. It took time, so much time to clean up her body that the, her blood pressure normalized on its own, on its own. And she takes one pill every other day, eight blood pressure out of 11 pills a day. It was for 13 years. It was eight of those 11 pills for blood pressure meds. And she only takes one pill every other day. Now she's feeling fine. The sensitivity in the legs is gone. The edema in the feet, ankles and calves is completely gone. She feels great. She's walking normal and fine. So can it be fast? It could be fast. Like the first gentleman I talked about, and it could take time. We have children in here. There was a mother who brought her child two years old. The child could not sit up. The child couldn't speak. The child was dazed and confused. I'm not exaggerating. And I found that it was from the epidural. When the baby was in the mother's womb, the baby was fine. No problem. The doctors thought the birth was going to be fine. They gave her the epidural injection to do the C-section when they're getting the baby out. All of a sudden, the baby's got a problem. But the baby was fine on all the exams for the, for the whole period of time she was getting examined by the doctors. Baby's calling along fine. Pregnancy is fine. Everything is fine. The day of the birth, all of a sudden, the baby can't keep her eyes open. The baby's fainting. The baby's having heart uh, problems. And two years, she lived like that, giving her daughter CPR every day. She told me, the mother claimed 10 times a day, keep the baby because the baby kept fainting and fainting and fainting and heart stopping. And so she claimed to me, the mother, don't doubt her, but I wasn't there watching it for two years. I didn't know them for two years. So she brought it to my clinic. I found the epidural in the baby's brain with this work that I do. And, um, she came back, I have a video of this. She came back after the first vertical with the daughter. The daughter's sitting up. The daughter's talking now. Eyes were clear. She can understand and comprehend everything around her. Got the epidural out of the brain and boom. It was like the brain turned on and started to function. It's just amazing. So it could be quick. It could take time. So there is no way to predict. Is it one month, six months, 12 months? I have no I have no idea. But I do know this, that, that uh, I want people to get better fast. There's not about a long recovery time. The sooner somebody's better, if it takes one visit, please let that be because then I have another another success story to share with the world. And I'd rather have that than have it take a long time. But sometimes there's just so many different parts of the body that are diseased with infections and chemicals that it takes too much cleanup and it's, and it's going to take time. But... Dr. Herman, everybody. Dr. Herman, let me tell you, I love his stuff. I love his stuff. Um, check him out. And of course, this is where you tell everybody now. Tell us about your website again. So I got to make sure I put it in the show notes too. Thank you for that. I appreciate you again for having me on and sharing my story with people. I really do. Uh, and um, again, I wanna, I'm, one reason I want to thank you is because you're somebody who's living your story. You've done it for yourself to overcome those terrible symptoms that you live with for years. So congratulations again. And it's impressive. And um, and and you realize that because you told me about your your inhalers and everything you got to live with. And the doctors told you that was the only way and you beat it. You beat it on your own. So good for you. Um, my website is my name, Dr. D-R Lonnie, L-O-N-N-I-E, Herman, H-E-R-M-A-N, Dr. Lonnie Herman.com. The doctor is just a D-R, Dr. Lonnie Herman.com. On my website, you'll get an offer for a free download of my ebook about how you can overcome chronic illness with quantum energized medicine. And, uh, and there's some links in there to, to, to click on and, and check out. And, uh, I, it's also on my website. We've got a connection that goes to my YouTube channel. 
You can look me up on Facebook and Instagram, and um, and uh, we're just here to help people. And to make it fun, again, his information will be in the show notes. And I was raggling my brain, you know, because it takes me a while to come up with stuff sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Let's make the show notes, zekahill.com slash Dr. Herman. Nice and simple. Dr. Herman. And there it is. And of course, the show notes are going to be in the description of the podcast. I don't think I even have to say that. But with that being said, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and watching. And we're out for the day, everyone. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.